Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Back by no one's demand but our own and from our home office here in Elizabeth Park and Emily Proud. You know, hell with any kind of introduction. Like, this is what I get for trying to be polished broadcast professional. Emily Proud of Channel 2 is here. I start, I say, everybody ready? We're going to open the show. There are noises coming from her phone as soon as I start to speak. Joe Rexrode of The Athletic, newly minted, is here also. That was a uh, stupendous uh, and tremendous fail to start the podcast. I'm, I appreciate you bringing this kind of professionalism to my home. Are you curious what it was? No, actually. Yeah, I want to know. Yeah, at this it point. was. I was watching um, Corey Curtis. He was doing a little Facebook Live, and I forgot I had it up, so I apologize. So this man is <laughs> crashing my podcast. Yeah. He's doing it right now? Yeah. We should almost troll him live on your podcast, Buck. Can we do that on the live? I don't know. We could. Do There's got to be a way to do it. I don't there know is a way works. to do that. I think you're thinking a little too meta, Joe, and I don't know if somebody of, of your age can kind of process how all of that would come together. Um, but I appreciate your efforts there, big guy. No, that's fine. I, I, I'm, I thought maybe you'd wait five minutes for the first age joke, but that's cool, man. Absolutely Let's get right not. into them. <laughs> anyway, this is, this is the 615 <laughs> Sessions podcast. For those of you who have made it through uh, this introduction, Joe Rexrode of The Athletic, Emily Proud, WKRN News 2. We're hanging out with you. We are going to talk some Titans. Uh, we are going to talk about the wide receivers as Tajay Sharp is the guest interview that we will throw to here shortly. Um, Emily has some thoughts about Tennessee, Alabama that she heard on a recent podcast and would like to shake her fist, fist at Austin Stanley and uh, Zebo from Football and Other F-Words at. And I'm going to make fun of Joe's hair. And we're going to do all of that right after we talk to Tajay Sharp, Titans wide receiver. Back here on the 615 Sessions, A to Z Sports, A to Z Sports Nashville.com. Buck Rising hanging out at St. Thomas Sports Park. Pleased to be joined by Titans wide receiver Tajay Sharp. Taj, I appreciate you hanging out, boss. What's up, man? Appreciate you having me. It's going to be okay here in a bubble. A little bit of AC after yeah. practice. Oh, you yeah, holding up? Sure. I'm digging it, yeah. Yeah? Yes, sir. How's, how's the grind going so far? Like, this this looks fairly miserable, Tajay. Like, it, it looks pretty awful. I asked Corey if you like being, if, if you guys enjoy aspects of camp, and he just gave me a shit, you know, <laughs> just straight up. Yeah, man, I, I think you kind of, you, you got to make yourself fall in love with it, you know, uh, you know, it's all part of the game, part of the business, um, you know, being in the league a few years now, you understand kind of the grind, um, you know, especially this time of the year, the training camp and things of that nature, so uh, you just got to kind of, you know, fall in love with the process. For sure. Now, I want to talk as much about music as I want to talk about football, if you're straight with that. Okay. So you got the you got the album, First Quarter. It's out now. You can check it out on uh, Apple Music. You can check it out streaming wherever it is that yeah, you can everywhere. find uh, music. So the process of putting something like that together, I'm fascinated by that. Can you kind of walk me through a timeline, like start to finish? Like, how did you come up with the idea? When did you decide you wanted to put together? And how long from start to finish did it take you? Right. Um, well, I don't necessarily think it's you know a, a specific timeline of, of you know how long did it take to you know do certain things. It all depends on the individual. You know what I mean? Um, you know how you go about you know doing the process or whatever. But uh, you know I started making music um, in my freshman year uh, when I went to UMass. I was kind of bored in the dorm, so I uh, put myself a little mic at my computer and I started recording. And um, you know, this off season, man, I just had so many songs, uh, and I never released an official mixtape or anything like that. So I was just like, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go in and put it out there. And, you know, go crazy, slaps. Go crazy. That's yeah. for real. I appreciate it, man. That's uh, that's a lot of people's favorite. You know, I just decided to put it out there and just see how people responded to it, man. So um, I actually still have a whole bunch of songs that I haven't released yet, and you know, I plan to keep it going. 
So you got, you're gonna pull like a Bruce Springsteen. You're gonna put out an EP, all the uncut stuff, and just try and try and get more more yeah, that man. way. Yeah, man. I definitely. Uh, I, I got some. I got something for you guys, man. I'm, I'm gonna definitely keep putting out some material. And, for sure. You know, I mean, just just continue to see how, how the feedback is that I get. So what are you what are you proudest of, like going through something like that? Because it's it's a pretty big undertake oh, undertaking yeah. to get something like that out there. Oh yeah, definitely, man. I, I was super proud when I, I finally released it and, it and it finally came out. Like the moment it dropped, man, I was just so excited. Like, man, I finally, you know, I, I did it. You know, I put in all this work. Uh, you know, people don't really understand how much time they take in, into going in and releasing a, a mixtape or album or whatever it may be. Um, you know, I, I did a couple of videos and things like that. So, you know, that whole process takes a whole bunch of time uh, and dedication, you know, along with, you know, you know, the work that I put in for football. So I had a very busy offseason, uh, not really too much sleep, man, just trying to grind, uh, you know, on the field and then, you know, in the music studio. So I, I was definitely very proud with it when it finally all came together. No doubt. I mean, that's that's really, really impressive what you were able to do. So a lot of these hype videos coming out before the season starts, everybody's ready to get back for football. There's always some kind of music in the background. We put together one for Corey of his workout with your guy, Jeremy Holt. And we had, I mean, obviously licensing issues. You can't use everything on the internet. But if you had one song to use for a hype, a Tajay Sharp hype video, would it be your own music or would it be somebody else? Yeah, man, uh, definitely, it'd definitely be a good idea, you know, use my own music, yeah. uh, you know, kind of promote myself, uh, you know, music-wise and, and, and on the football side, so that'd definitely be cool. Um, but, you know, sometimes I use, you know, regular popular music as well, so, you know, I, I guess it just depends on how I feel, but I definitely, I used a couple of my songs, um, you know, some videos that I put on Instagram and things like that, and, uh, you know, people respond well to it. Oh, for sure. Where do, you, where do you fall on the side of, like, old-school rap versus, like, current rap like there's a lot of like mumble rap is something that's that's really a thing and people have people have mixed emotions about how they feel about like you know Migos and stuff like that how what's your what is your what is your rap taste lean oh yeah no I, I definitely uh, I fool with the Migos man they, they you know definitely you know one of the hottest out you know, I, I like all of them but uh, you know as far as the mumble rap and things like that I don't think they fall into that category but you know I'm not a big fan of you know mumble rap and things like that I guess you can kind of listen to my music kind of get a feel on you know the type of music that i like or whatever um you know based on the music that i make sure um but you know i, I love old school rap too um you know i mean like old school jay-z um i used to always listen to jay-z my father used to play him in the car all the time uh, he's one of my favorites all the time you know obviously tupac biggie you listen to all those guys um you know but as far as now um i'm, I'm not really too big on you know the mumble and all that i like lyrics i like yeah. bars and things like that sure yeah well, it's, it's it's the storytelling aspect of it, right? Exactly. You, you like you like stuff that has meaning to it. That's something exactly. you can identify with right. the what the artist is experiencing yeah, and, at the time. That's definitely hard to do. Um, you know, put together a story behind your music and have it actually, you know, all come together, make sense and rhyme and things like that. That's that's hard to do. You know, so that's not easy at all. It's funny you bring up Jay Z and Tupac because we were just talking about Tupac's birthday was a couple days ago, and I was I, I'm 20 I'm 26 just turned 26. It's crazy to me that Tupac died like just a couple days after he turned 25 and that he's still that transcendent of a character. It's it's totally lost or it was lost upon me until they said, you know, no, he was he was right around your age, right around our age. I think we're pretty close. That that just kind of speaks on his greatness and, you know, how big of an impact he had on the world, you know, in the the short time that he was, uh, you know, here with us. Um, And, you know, you know, rest in peace and Nipsey Hussle, he was kind of like the Tupac I generation. Um, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, the impact that he was able to leave, um, you know, in a short period of time that he was here, uh, you know, the greatness that he left behind, all the Jews that he left behind in his interviews and his music, the way he spoke and carried himself, um, you know, it, it speaks for itself. It's, I, I feel like I've done myself a disservice because I really didn't start listening to Nipsey until after he passed. And that's, you know, I feel like a lot of people were kind of late to the party, but you listen to the message that he, that he was using to inspire people. And it's, I mean, it's crazy the depth of the depth of the content and the the issues that he was speaking on. If you really take the time to listen, Nipsey Hustle. I mean, that was yeah, yeah. that was a tough one to lose. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, it it kind of felt like you know I lost somebody close to me when I found out that happened. I was actually in California. I feel like a lot of people did. Yeah, man, it was crazy. I was I was actually in LA. I was staying downtown LA. You know, when, when it all happened, so um, you know, it just felt like uh, like you know the, the wind was kind of knocked out of the world, man. It was it was, it was crazy. But um, you know, like I said, his greatness. Uh, all right lyrical greatness football greatness i've got to ask you at least a couple football questions or my bosses will probably fire me uh you are somebody who has been i don't think any any short of great like living up to the great thing that Vrabel has been preaching at us at you guys at everybody in the facility you've been great out here and i think coming into the year a lot of us and, you know, 
I'm, I'm happy to, or I'm not happy to say, but I'll tell you myself, I thought you were going to be on the wrong end of a numbers game when you just look at the roster from a from a 10,000-foot view and think, okay, this is, you know, you're trying to figure these things out. People are asking you about this. But then you come out and, I mean, no no pun intended, you show out and you've been fantastic. How has, has, has there been any kind of difference in your approach or are you just kind of like, you know, I'm healthy, I'm feeling good, Marcus and I are comfortable uh, with each other. We've talked about the trust right. that you and Marcus have. Is, is that just kind of been the case, or what, what's been the difference this year? Yeah, man, I, I didn't really uh, take a different approach. Um, you know, I kind of, the only thing I really did different this offseason, I kind of got back to work sooner than uh, I have my previous year, so I didn't really take too much time off. Um, you know, like I said, I was I was grinding on the field, and then I was constantly uh, doing my thing with the music and stuff like that, but um, I didn't take too much time off, man. I just really focused on trying to take care of my body and continue to work, um, you know, as soon as the season uh, was finished. Um, but, you know, as far as, you know, all the outside noise, man, I, I've been, you know, seeing and hearing about those things, you know, every year, you know, since I came into the league. So I'm not really worried about, um, you know, what other people think. It, it's, the only thing that matters is, you know, what's going on inside the organization and, you know, how this team feels about me or whatever it may be. So, um, you know, obviously I, I see the noise, but I ignore it. I don't pay any attention to it. It, it really doesn't matter. Um, but, you know, me and Marcus have been putting in a lot of work, you know, this offseason, uh, as well as some of the other receivers. Um, we were in California throwing, uh, putting some work in as we do every year uh, to kind of keep that chemistry flowing and things like that. Um, you know, going back to back to OTAs, we put in a lot of work. Um, so you know, I just came in here. Um, my, my body was feeling good. Um, I was confident in my abilities and the work that I put in. You know, um, I feel like me and Mark are you know building on our chemistry even more and more. Um, you know, as we get to know each other. And uh, you know, we we saw about just coming out here and making plays. So that's why I just try to do it um, day in and day out, just staying focused not worrying about anything else, um, just, you know, taking advantage of every opportunity I get. Taja, that's crazy to me that, like, the concept, every, anytime an athlete will, will tell us, you know, I'm not listening to the outside noise. It's, it's almost like a foreign concept for me because media is such an insecure business and we're constantly listening to other things that other people say. So when you guys, you know, come at us, or not come at us with that, but to give us that as a response, it's almost, it's almost taken me a couple years to be like, oh no, that's like a real thing everywhere else outside of our profession. Like there are people secure enough in their position and confident enough in their abilities to legitimately tune that kind of stuff out. And it's a credit to, credit to you guys who were able to do it. Cause I mean, it's it's a really, a lot of us gas bags out here with microphones saying stuff that we probably shouldn't say. Right, yeah, I mean, uh, well, for me personally, man, I, I kind of been, you know, hearing that stuff my whole life, man. Um, you know, being a two-star recruit coming out of high school, not getting heavily recruited, Coming out of UMass, a small school, um, you know, being a late draft pick, um, you know, fifth round pick, and then you know, just just having to prove myself, you know, every time I step on the field. So it's it's not nothing that I wasn't used to hearing. Uh, you know, but I never doubt myself. I know, you know, I'm confident in what I can do. Um, you know, I'm confident, you know, in, in, in teammates and in the guys that I have around me. Um, and you know, man, we're all on the same page, and we're just trying to work hard and get better every single day. So you know, what everybody else says it really doesn't mean nothing. Well, I'm, I'm sure you'll be happy to tell, you know, go out there, perform well, have the rest of us gas bags eat it when, you know, people are talking that kind of noise. And I appreciate you sitting down, continued health and success throughout the season. And uh, we'll see you around after practice. Thank you, I appreciate it. All right, Todd. Back here on the 615 Sessions, A to Z Sports, Buck Rising, here with you. Emily Proud, Joe Rex Road. Uh, bud, you start a new job today. Very excited for I you. I did. How's that going? I, thanks. Yeah, I just you and John Glennon teammates. I, John Glennon, Adam Vingan. I got my laptop in the mail today, so I'm pretty excited about that. I tried to set that up. I have no clue. I just left it. Um, I enrolled in direct deposit just before coming over here. Proud so of you. Pretty excited about that. Look at that so, paychecks. Yeah. What's that? I said, look at that paycheck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it arrives. So yeah, it's been crazy few weeks here transitioning from one job to another. Are you are you scared of the internet? Like I was when I left. <laughs> I'm scared of the internet. It's a scary place. Well, I, yeah. I in general, I am scared of the internet. Um, it's interesting thinking about things in terms of subscriptions versus traffic, because that's sort of the transition. Sure. You know? um, but I, I've been a happy subscriber. That's one part of the internet that I've liked for a long time. So. Mm -hmm. It's cool to uh, be a part of it and to reunite with Glennon and Vingan. We were all at the Tennessee together. Yeah, that'll be cool. Uh, I don't uh, much care to talk about your uh, long and illustrious career uh, on oh, this really? podcast. I was going to go back to no Detroit Free Press. Off, awfully self-involved. It's, it's <laughs> way too much. People, people can hear the pretentiousness uh, through the microphone. Oozing. Oozing. Uh, 
But we just heard from Titans wide receiver Tajay Sharp. We spent most of that interview talking about Nipsey Hussle and Tupac. Uh, but his telling him that I thought he was going to get cut a couple weeks ago uh, was was kind of an uncomfortable moment. But like he has done really well, I think. I don't know in your guys' perspective. We'll talk about this. He's done really well to make himself a damn roster lock it feels like. And it's a pretty impressive thing from a guy who you didn't know if you were going to be able to utilize him. He had bum ankles at the end of last year, but I mean, if he if he if this is any kind of indication of what he's going to look like when real football starts, uh I think this week's going to be huge for him to see what he looks like against people like the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, your colleague John Glenn and I walked up to him when he was asking Tajay Sharp and it- actually just telling him when the first depth chart came out that he was behind Taewon Taylor on it. And Tajay was like, well, I don't really look at that, but that's kind of interesting. But that's how we viewed him before training camp began. But everything that he's done up until that point has made us kind of have to refigure it. And I I can't remember seeing a 53-man roster, just the mocks that you guys have done and and everybody I've seen that cover the Titans. What do you mean? I can't see it without, you know, the people that that like to predict these things. And then when they're right, they they get to (laughs) say, I told you so. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I see him everywhere on there now. It used to be, I don't know if he's going to make it. I don't know if he's going to do enough. Now it seems like it would be wrong to keep him off. Yeah, I think uh, he's had a really good – you know, he had a – I mean, it's weird because he had the, you know, he missed the year. And then last year for a while, he was really essential. I mean, he was, he had a yeah. run there. Especially on third down. Yeah. Killed it on third down. Yeah. And then, like you said, it didn't, didn't end well. But I don't know. I guess I kind of always, if forced, I, I never, I haven't done a 53 yet, but I, I think I would have had him on mine already. But I agree that he's kind of solidified himself. I also think. To take it to another receiver because I'm a little bothered by this. Look at you. The Taewon <laughs> Taylor thing's a little bit much. You want to get some takes in on Taewon Taylor? Well, I just Taewon Taylor's going to be on this team. The overreaction? Yeah, um, he's going to be on the team. I mean, he has to be on the team. He's the one guy who can do what he does. There's not another guy out there on this on that field who can run like Taewon Taylor. So, I mean, he's got to get better and play better. But he's not like you. Do you think he could lose his spot to Khalif Raymond? I, I don't. Khalif, I think, is faster. Khalif is faster. Uh, hashtag transition. Thank you, Rex Road. Um, <laughs> Taewon Taylor gets open regularly. He's got an excellent ability. Uh, maybe not excellent. He has an above-average ability based on the Titans wide receiver core to create separation. And, and he's getting he, better at that. Yes, he is. Consistently. Also, he can't catch the damn ball. Joe. Fair. If, if well, he, he plays, can catch the damn ball. He has How important is getting ball. open if you're not catching well, it at the end? It shouldn't I, be a I celebration when he, catches, when he catches that pass down the field against the Jets uh, in one of his first games back where it legitimately made a difference in a game where I think they were one of 19 on first down or third down. And I wanted – and the one of 19 was the touchdown – that Corey Davis scored to end that godforsaken game, one of the worst games that I've ever seen offensively. But Taewon Taylor, when he caught that ball, mm-hmm. made a difference in a game where they couldn't move the ball and they were going to lose to the hapless damn Jets. And, uh, but it was, it was a big deal because it doesn't happen enough. Like, it's, it's, it's him getting encouraged on the sideline by his teammates during practice when he catches a ball when it should be routine. And I don't, you know... I'm still at like an 80% chance he's on the roster. But, Joe, he can't play like that again. That was awful. I, I don't disagree. And he and looks like he, you know, he needs some confidence. I, I, and I don't think he – I mean, if you go through the rotation, what's it going to be? It's going to be Davis, Sharp, Humphreys. Maybe Brown. Brown if he comes back. Probably A.J. Brown. I mean, that's mm-hmm. – and it's, I think it's big that he's back. And then I mean, he's probably five. Okay, but I also think situationally he's a guy who can do some things vertically that other guys, there's no one else who can do it. No. Now, maybe Khalif Raymond's faster, but I don't think Khalif Raymond is a vertical, maybe I'm wrong, vertical threat that he is. Um, I agree it has been disappointing, but I also think he's progressed, and he had a terrible first preseason game, so mm-hmm. let's, let's see. Well, you oh. worry about his field awareness, too, with not getting his feet in when nobody was in the vicinity of him. Um, and we talked about this 
on Sports Extra Look News 2 Sunday nights content. at 1035. Every oh, Sunday night. I got this. Anyway. <laughs> just kidding. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm ready. That was my one request is if I have if I go and, and do appearances, I have to say that. Paint your own damn nails on my couch. In so many words, yes. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> we were talking about uh, the big word of the off season, which is versatile. Versatility. Versatility. And Taewon Taylor, I don't see much of that. Khalif Raymond, Jennings. They both make impacts on special teams. How much do you think that that will factor into the decision whether or not to keep Taewon Taylor around? I think we might need to make bets here. I mean, we're, <laughs> I think we're moving Can toward we a wager. Can we do that professionally? Because I'm down. You just said the F word. I really want to say it because now, like, I think of the athletic, the I can write it. Well, I know, but I still This is just... your only chance. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I making you guys uncomfortable? No, I'm like you. <laughs> I like you swearing, but, like, what if my kids listen to this? Oh. Nah, they're not going to listen <laughs> Damn to it, Joe. I'm still going to say F-bomb. It has the explicit thing on Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. Yeah, no, I'm on. I'm on the internet now. There's no rules. There's a a couple. It's like a Tupac CD. It's got the parent parental advisory lyrics. See, and you can listen back to my conversation with Tajay Sharp about Tupac earlier in this episode. Ooh, well done there. See, you can do it too. (laughs) I heard a rate, review, and subscribe, and a tease back to start the podcast over and re-listen to it. We have an archive. You're just as good. You get it if you subscribe. Anyway, yeah, let's bet. (laughs) Let's move on. Um, what? Okay, so what are we like? What are we betting? I don't know, but I'll bet anything that he's on the fifty-three. I'll do it right now. You're taking anything within reason, not painting any shit on foreheads. Oh, I just swore. Question: Do you think? Do you think he's there because he was a third-round pick in 2017, or do you think he's there because he's a better wide receiver than the other options? Well, I think I do think that when you're a third-round pick, you're gonna you're gonna have more margin for error. You're gonna get every opportunity. But no, I, I still think. Again, watch the play on which Tannehill throws a good pass and it's an easy touchdown, but watch the play <laughs> and how he got open. It, but it, again, it, doesn't matter if you're okay. open. If he <laughs> never catches the ball, you're right. But he does sometimes. sometimes. Look, I, I, sometimes. I, I'm, saying, I'm saying he's a five, but I'm saying there's no question in my mind he's on the roster because, again, like it's a slow receiving core. It, it, I think it's a potentially good one, and with Humphreys, it's a quick one. But it is a slow one. Oh, it's 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 the thing that bothers me most is that I know much of my year is going to be consumed by yak. Like I just <laughs> yeah. I I, I watch I watch eleven on eleven drills at practice and I watch them in the red zone and I see the things that Marcus Mariota does well and I see the things that Adam hum- Adam Humphreys and Tajay Sharp and Corey Davis do well and I also see them consistently throwing the ball in front of the end zone and relying on somebody to pull themselves into the end zone rather than throwing the damn ball into the end zone. And I, I, cannot, I cannot stand that. I cannot deal with that. And I don't trust Taewon Taylor um, out of any of those guys when it comes to that. I don't know. Like, this is all different if Cam Batson is still in play. I really think so. Like, I think if, if that dude doesn't go on IR, I think this totally changes his conversation because... He he gets I mean he gets camp but I don't know I mean he is like John Robinson's keeping him around for the same reason that came, gave Kevin Dodd every opportunity because John Robinson picked him and he saw something there and that's how those guys work like you have to have confidence in the players that you pick that's I'm, why I'm okay I'm glad you brought up Kevin Dodd because I've heard that comparison too Here's the thing. I wasn't though. making that comparison. It's not the well, same thing. Okay. Uh, no, but, I've I've heard that though. Yeah. Well, okay, but Kevin Dodd. You, we all knew that he was because look at how he was conducting himself too, and just everything was just weird, and it didn't look like he wanted to be out there. The he showed was, up at practice and he looked like me. Yeah, no, Taewon's <laughs> got a great attitude. Everybody and loves the he's guy. He's a great personality. Yeah. He's humble. He works his butt off. Look, they need him to be more of an alpha. They need him to be more confident and and go get it. And so sometimes you can't make that happen with your personality. You are what you are, but. There are a lot of things that he is that I think also will lead to him being on this team because, I mean, look, the guy has worked hard to get a lot better, and I think the attacking and catching the ball is it's a confidence thing. Look, if he if it keeps happening, then maybe maybe it changes, but I just think that's that 
over classic overreaction to one preseason game thing happening with him right now. Should he have more confidence in year three, though? I mean, devil's advocate. At what point is it like you, you said? You are really just down the man. on him. To I'm not Emily. down. No, I'm. No. I'm just, Emily, that's the point. Is we're challenging each other. Right? That's why he brought two you're people. You're making on. good points. <laughs> this is this is uh, supposed to be a cordial conversation in the comfort of my home. Do not make it combative, Emily. I'm so sorry. It's unprofessional. Much <laughs> so like sorry. the start of this podcast. I, I Proceed apologize. with your debate. Embrace debate. We are calmly talking on your Hashtag lovely. Leather couch, your lovely leather couch. It's a beautiful leather couch. <laughs> How much did you pay for this? A hundred bucks. That's pretty damn good. Anyway, AJ Brown back <laughs> at practice today. You will hear this on Tuesday. Uh, we are sitting here recording it Monday after practice. AJ Brown back doing things today. Very exciting. Very shiny. Very new. Um, and he's like the only rookie out there doing anything at all outside of David Long, who was very loud today at practice and had a good day of practice actually. But what I mean, what is what is a reasonable expectation for him? Because I don't know, I don't know how much I want to see him in the preseason. We all want to see him in the preseason. Does it make sense if he's not on, if they're not totally comfortable to get him work in the preseason? Like, do you think they have that luxury? I don't think so. I, no? I think you got to throw him out in the preseason. I mean, he he's looking a lot better. He was in an 11-on-11 drill today, Monday, Tuesday, whenever you're listening to this. It happened on Monday, but we saw him suit up, wear the helmet, and and actually participate in the 11-on-11. I think if you can, if you feel comfortable enough, you need to get him out in a preseason game. He's a rookie. I mean, you you can't forget that. Yeah, you want to be cautious because he's, you're hoping that he comes in and makes an impact in, in year one, but you also need to give your rookies time and we talked about this too. We only saw two rookies draft picks in that preseason game with Hooker and Long. Yeah, I don't really understand your question, Buck. <laughs> the luxury of, of, of what? Can they afford to not get him work in the preseason? Like, are they okay to let him take more time yeah. to work his way back? Is it essential for him to play in the preseason, well, or do you think they have enough there no. to, to where they can let him take more time? We just talked about how their third round pick sucks and uh Tajay Sharp let's not get to uh you know I mean he's he's been good but I mean you look at that receiving court two, two guys that I know you can count on week after week and it's Corey Davis and Adam Humphreys right yep I don't maybe are you is, hesitant on I think Corey I lo- Davis maybe I have a recency bias no I I know like, okay I mean Tajay Sharp is fine but I think this guy could absolutely be another dimension for this he's, team yo no of course he's AJ Brown is gonna make a difference on the team I'm saying they have time I don't know I don't know it's 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 the it's the amount of pressure that you feel I guess over the course of the season like is there a lo- larger learning curve for AJ Brown do you feel comfortable with where Marcus is do you feel comfortable with where the offense is if it takes him longer to come back, are you willing to give them that? This is a total hypothetical. Yeah, no, well, no Vrabel way. will anyway. I mean, like the way, right? So I think so. Yeah, but hey, I think to me, like if you get him in these practices with the Patriots, yeah, and that's that, huge. You know, it's a, such a great. It's like it's like you can kind of fast forward things. I think, you know, just with those two days. I think those two days. I think that's why you're seeing teams do this with multiple teams now. I think they're they are like two or three regular practices. So. I think it's the fact that he'll get to play in the next two preseason games, which are the games when you really get to look at regulars before the last thing. Um, I think there's a chance that, you know, progress could be made quickly here. And why wouldn't you want that? But Vrabel is is going to be careful. He has a plan for everybody. That's what he says anytime we ask him about how a guy is progressing. not film it. (laughs) No. Austin and Zach had a big show today because of uh, Mike. Can you imagine what it would have been like? We'll get back to the wide receiver talk in a second. Now I'm distracted. Can you imagine (laughs) what it would be like to get Mike Vrabel in a fit of meathead rage in the middle of August training camp practices if you're a reporter? If you get that on camera, what does that look like? I'm so pissed that there's no audio or video for there's, there's got to be some hidden like audio somewhere, you know. I maybe like Titans practice cameras pick Yeah, like, you know right? the, those we, guys that sit in the boat yeah. that has like the boat cover and there's shoot. There's got to be a way to get that. Can we watch it on Game Pass? Will it be available <laughs> in the coaches film section? 
It's we'll see. it's one like John Robinson said something. I'm not I'm not giving away any deep dark secrets here. We were in the bubble today, and John Robinson uh, complimented my performance last night on News Two. Shout out to Oh my Craig. gosh, he watches. Uh, apparently, oh, um, that's awesome. He also made fun of you. How, were great. Uh, poor my decision making was by wearing a jacket that made me look like a kaleidoscope. I didn't know you're not supposed to wear stripes on. Camera. Yeah, it's a little tricky with the stripes, but he he offered to come back. <laughs> I, I texted I texted Buck a video of how when you pause it, it looks like a normal jacket. And then when you play it, it is all squiggly and all messed up because of what the camera does to it. And he goes, oh, my gosh, Why do you should I come back and we should redo the segment? Rex no. Rex me like you smelled something. Well, I know. I face you're making? I, 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 is that I, a, like a rookie mistake or did you not know that was I a thing? only have like boring, solid jackets. So this is fascinating to me. But So it was a striped jacket. Mm-hmm. It was a... I don't want to. I don't want to quite call it checkered, but it was like, uh, yeah, it was a. Strike. I can show you. Yeah, um, it looked good. I looked damn good yesterday. Uh, <laughs> other than that whole other than, thing. Other okay, than the fact go. that I was an optical illusion on <laughs> yeah. local news. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. That's ooh man. So it was a plaid jacket. Yeah, it's plaid, right? Yeah, a little uh, plaid. Like a like Is a it? not in not in the color, but in the lines. I feel like it's plaid. Okay. When I think of plaid, I think of like. Four different colors mixed together, like uh, a lumberjack can, you, type yeah, shirt, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. But the lines are that of plaid. I didn't know that was a thing. Huh. <laughs> the more you know. There we go. The more. You well, know. when we have you on, you need to make sure to. Uh, yeah. Well, like I said, <laughs> wear your boring suit. Boring navy jacket. <laughs> see, <worry>. see we, <laughs> local local capital J journo Joe Rex wrote in his boring, plain, blocky Lego hair suit. That's what they exactly. tell us to do, though. I mean, no, no. Crazy color combinations, keep it simple and color block. They don't like when we have multiple colors. I and wore cowboy boots on television yesterday. Oh, did you? I wow, did. you just came in all <laughs> Mr. Hotshot. You had to do it. I don't know. It's, it's, it was it's, a good look. Huh? It was a good look. It was okay. Yeah, you put an effort. I mean, sometimes we get some people coming on and they just name, clearly name. Yeah, you better roll name out of bed. Name. Woke you better up. name names. They, Absolutely not. Are you kidding me? Not? I'm not going to do that. No. There's somebody you can rip. We can't. Listen, this is, this, it comes from. Not on our show. Person. On other shows, I've seen people that just Ooh, show up. How about that? Shade other, no, no, I'm just trying not to have to out people that have come on our show. What Look, shows? Emily Proud is out here <laughs> saying that the other networks, listen to me, Fox 17. Oh, you have no. slobs on your own. No, <laughs> I love you, Dave. It's okay. I love uh, Dave too. Dave's the best. Dave's did great. you see so him dancing today at practice? I did. It looked so, uh, and we've gone violently <laughs> off the rails from so where sorry. we were. From wide no, receivers. Oh this no, is this why, is okay. Okay. This is why we do the podcast because I'm on the internet and I don't have commercial breaks except when we drop them in the middle of the podcast. But you don't hear that anyway. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Good point. Right there. Do it right there. Drop right one right there. There we go. I yeah. I lost my train of thought. Well, I was. We thinking were talking about, about Dave dancing at practice Dave today. Dave dancing. There we go. TV people at practice. You guys have <laughs> people. Do yeah. you do you, you think people. of us that way? Like off to Toronto the look at the so. TV people. So, okay, so we're gonna let's go a little inside. Yeah, baseball. because you have big equipment, and so then sometimes it bangs <laughs> us in the head. So yes, you're all like a collection of monsters sometimes. Um, also, I'm so sorry. The the cool. camera makes the interesting people um, who are intentionally uninteresting even less interesting which is why Tehran has been bogarting questions for three days and Mike called him out on it today until sidebar. Um, yeah, so rude. Yeah. <laughs> Those press conferences are quiet. And then remember that one time I tried to ask a question oh, and I was in the back of the room shooting? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm from the cheap seats. Like, okay, I'm not going to ask a question anymore. I apologize. Even though people do it all the time, but it's well, whatever. I'm not bitter. <laughs> it was a little weird. I uh, Well, it's I, I enjoy the whole interaction with him because at least he's not... I don't know. At least Mike Vrabel is not. He's miserable. a human. He's, He's a not human. miserable. We're, up we're there about right. to bring in a head coach later this week that might not be as fun and human. interesting and human, yeah, as Mike. Vrabel. Well, and perhaps we will transition back to football after this. But you guys know that the rules change when Bill Belichick's on the practice field for us. Oh, I did not know that. As media, oh yes, there really? is. There is a Patriots policy that you are uh, from the twenty-yard line. Back to the end zone, and that's as far as you get on the sideline. So they no more. You can't ro- go past the twenty. No more roaming the mm. sidelines during eleven on eleven. Bet you wish you had that giant camera with the lens, huh? 
<laughs> that is too... TV people, man. TV people. That you is know? too. You mock the giant forty-pound camera, but it gets the job it's done. Bigger than you, and that car. It is. That you, it makes me sad, Emily. It makes me sad. There, I said it. It makes me sad to see you carrying all of that equipment behind you at practice. Yeah. Well, my poor colleague Kayla Anderson can't do it anymore because she's had multiple hernia surgeries from Be- the TV from dragging around the TV camp so I'm taking a look into my future now see this is yeah. where we needed to go with this podcast Joe Rex wrote exceptional journalist you need to do some digging wow that's tough I, I've had a hernia yeah. surgery by the way too have you yeah I heard it's super pleasant right yeah it was in the 90s <laughs> what? <laughs> what? It was, it was, was medical equipment not as good as it I is think today it was, what? <laughs> like, where, where were you going with that i know operator said hernia it was in the 90s see this is this and the, this is the wonderful thing about podcasts we can go wherever um and we are and we will the it's fun to do these if i can get a little self-involved it's fun to do these podcasts like this because i can have you know my, you guys are my friends, whether you want to be or not. Tough shit. Um, and it's fun to work with different people who don't always get to work together. Like Joe was making fun of us because he's old. Um, and we were talking, me and Emily, who are in our mid-20s. I will say that and cling to my mid-20s as I get closer and closer to 30. Um, but it's cool to do this because it's, it's, it's fun to get a different kind of perspective. It lets us have a little more long-form opportunity to have conversation and it's fun to include you guys in that conversation so hopefully you like the thing that we're doing around here it's going to be new um and hopefully we can uh take advantage of good people like joe rex road of the athletic check out his columns and uh who he'll be writing about preds and titans yes yeah and some balls so you're like and glennon Randy now and all of it i saw nashville sc on that article that you that's, wrote too that's right yes Gotta gotta figure out soccer pretty soon here. <laughs> hey, hey, I got you. you. I got I you. I know. <laughs> just just you a point your questions for Premier me. League team, like favorite? No. No, you don't you don't follow? Yeah. I do a little bit, but Nothing I don't yet. have like my favorite team. If I ever was able to go over there and watch that's what I'm waiting for, is to go to a game and just become one of the people, get the jersey and just fully yeah. fully immerse myself in in a fan base. Our, I we enjoy it though. I mean my husband and I wake up at eight. Oh, Sometimes on Saturday mornings so and you, watch the so Premier League. So you watch the games, but you don't have a squad. A little bit, That's, yeah. Uh, WKRN. That makes sense. A little bit. There's, so, isn't it weird how people get so into these teams? Like it feels like in some I enjoy the like game of year. soccer. I mean, and yeah, it's like, so you like played very it. well there. Yeah. Uh, for context, for the people who are not uh, us and being super self-involved, as I've made us do, uh, Emily <laughs> played soccer in college for Belmont. For Belmont, go Bruins! Um, right here in town, and now is overtaking the local sports scene here in Nashville at the uh, at the ripe old age of 24. Um, you're not supposed to <laughs> thanks, tell Buck. a woman's age. Cut that. Out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you're under 25, like hey, I'm, my, I'm my birthday's this month, though. Is it? Talk about being self-involved, yeah. Okay. And by well, the way, now. we're here now, friends. Okay. You know, that's the last milestone. <laughs> We've arrived. That's the last milestone birthday. Is it? 25? Because you can rent a car from every rental place now. Oh, that's great. There you go. Look at that. Did you figure that out in the 90s? Now yeah. I now I know yes, how I'm I going did. to celebrate my birthday. <laughs> Let's go get myself a minivan to ride around. And there you go. At you the airport. Okay, Emily has a really cute dog. <laughs> We're here. It's it's fine. The cutest uh, dog. Does Alvin actually. have an Instagram page? He, he does. It is at Alvin Frenchie. Shout out at Alvin Frenchie. Follow it. He's really cute. He <laughs> really is. Um, he has a picture in front of the wings, like every basic ass white woman. Yep. In this city, so respect to Alvin. Um, you cannot put Alvin in a minivan. That dog has too much swag for a minivan. I don't know. I feel like he could rock it. He's a um, Frenchie, French bulldog. Oh, thirty-pound French Alvin bulldog, though. Frenchie. He's he's mega. He's a big. He's a big French bulldog. Megan? Yeah. Yeah. About 30, 31 pounds, oh, depe- depending on the day. That's a chunk. Yeah, we like it though. He's he's super cute. Poor guy is dealing with some allergies right now, so he's on a strict Benadryl regimen. So he's sleeping more. Than he already did as a bulldog, but he just turned one last week. So, I saw you happy birthday, Elvin! Yes, a little cupcakes, but it was pretty easy. It was like applesauce and pumpkin and it was peanut butter. You know, no, I don't. Very know. simple. <laughs> <laughs> we we had a one year old dog birthday at my house yesterday. Did you? Gus the Malty Poo? Yeah, Aww. we went to Sonic and got him a couple whipped cream. Malty what? Malty Poo. So I, I was a mal 
whatever in a poodle. Joe Rexrow's making bathroom <laughs> jokes. He just started his new job. Get him athletic. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the hell a multi poo is, but it sounds adorable. And He's I like a little, yeah, little furry little thing. Yeah. So you took it. You didn't got want it. him at all, but they just. <laughs> no. I mean, I didn't, but they just made me. They just brought him home one day, and I had no say. Uh, my girlfriend wanted to get a puppy, um, and for it to live here. She lives in Atlanta, and because I have a yard, the dog would live here. And so instead, we compromised, and I got a Roomba. That's my puppy. I don't like. I don't want a dog. I can't do it. If you have a dog, though, having a Roomba is crucial. I have a D-Bot, which is the off-brand, cheaper version of a Roomba. Gets mm-hmm. the job done. Um, <laughs> but was awesome. I wasn't, I, have, I wasn't robot vacuum shaming you. No, it's okay. I, I, have, a, I have a terrible story, but one I hope, I hope everyone in this room can learn from if you own a Roomba or Hell a yes. D-Bot. Uh, one time I made the mistake of leaving the apartment, leaving my dog and the D-Bot in the apartment going at the same time. And I mean, maybe 10 minutes I went downstairs to pick up a package or some mail or something come back up um alvin had pooped and the roomba had done the task of spreading it all the way around our apartment i mean it was like a diamond shape over the carpet over our floor i mean every i walked in and i didn't know what to do i've i've never been just that shocked and floored in my life i didn't know what to do i mean there there was shit at every corner of our apartment. <laughs> Ten minutes he had done a lot. La- I call it the D-Bot. He, because he's, he's kind of no, like a person. Cool. My dog treats him like it's another dog. Mine's but got a name. It's Don. All, okay. Well, mine's just D-Bot, which is the brand. It's a name in itself, but Don. I mean, a full circle around the whole apartment. And I I didn't know. It, I'm still speechless. I didn't know how to handle it. The D-Bot had to be like seriously cleaned because it spread a lot but it oh. scooped a lot it was just so it's dog ownership it's uh actually concrete okay like a she lives glossed because she's bougie as hell. yeah okay a glossed concrete and then we have glossed rugs concrete yeah so well, it's, on, i don't so want it to seem rugs. like it's like a that the is, concrete outside like no, a it's like what you walkway walmart yes yeah so clean. yeah, it's like it's very easy to. But clean, it got on the rugs, which stuff? was good. Yeah, it got on the rugs, and because yeah. that's this thing. Your dog has big, juicy poops, right? I mean, that's. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, our you know Gus has these what? tiny little dry you know little pellets. Like deer. Yeah, basically. Now he poops all over the place still, but but yeah, I would imagine. Why? Why would you imagine that? <laughs> what? No, is that my wrong? Juicy. I don't know. I don't know. Such a weird. He's a thirty-pound dog. dog. I mean, he's not massive. It's like he's little. Paris Hilton okay. puts in her purse. Except this is a fat one at thirty pounds. <laughs> well, actually, he's not fat. He's really tall. It's weird. Is he? Yeah, people keep thinking he's a Boston Terrier. I might have to get on Instagram now. Really like, grinds I, my just, gears. I got you. No, you need. Yeah, yeah. You need yeah let to me get check it out. Here's, here's the background of my phone. Oh my gosh, that is a cute dog. He's <laughs> really cute. I'll tell you why you need to get on this. No, yeah, his poops are probably not that bad. No, they're, they're like, pretty My sister average. had a bulldog and like, it was, you know. Yeah, I mean, like an like American that. or an English bulldog. Those things are like 80, 90 pounds. Yeah, like, I didn't, those are okay. big. See, I, I don't know dog breeds very well. That, that's, that's okay. Cool looking so that's okay. this is one of three reasons. Regardless how large yeah. the poop was, it's still spread. Still, the spread the poop. Still yes. did some damage. This is a PSA. Understand what you're signing up for if you have a Roomba and a dog or a D-Bot if you're a knockoff poser. Um, just make sure the floors are clean, not, not clean before you clean them, but make sure there, there's nothing in the way that could get, I mean, it's happened with spills and stuff before, you know, if an ice cube falls in the ground and it melts and then the D-Bot will just spread the water. You just, you gotta make sure. We humans are safe for now. Yeah, exactly. Until the vacuum figures out how to. Yeah, it's the robot's fault. Not my poor motherhood. Hashtag transition. Patriots week. (laughs) Oh gosh. Coming up. That is a transition. That's, listen, I'm a professional. Uh, I do this for a living. Uh, we are in for a treat, I feel like. Like, thank God that this is happening right now in the middle of camp because I don't know about you guys, but I'm dragging ass. And we have not done anything but walk around and watch football practice for three weeks at this point. Um, but this is going to be different. And Mike talked a little bit about it today, about, you know, in, at least at Sidebar because we don't like the TV people. Um, learning from Belichick as a coach once he got into coaching like at Ohio State. And I don't know, like, what do you got, what do you, what are your, ex, we should go around the room. What do we expect this to look like? Because I honestly don't know. So we saw the Bucks last year. We saw the Panthers two years ago. Um, but is this going to be like some kind of 
difference when the Death Star rolls into town? I think it's probably a little bit different for the Titans players just because of who it is. Yeah. Um, actually, was it was it Zach who was that? He asked something about Why them. Why are you pointing I'm that pointing finger at, at me? <laughs> one of yours <laughs> asked your, a question. One of your internet people. <laughs> the, no, that's such it, a it Stillman thing to do. Point at me with those little nubs. Did you say a Stillman thing to do? Yeah, you've been spending too much time around. <laughs> Miss you, bud. Love you, Jared. Uh, anyway, yeah, one of your guys, Zach, it was Zach who yes. asked, right, something about Still beating pointing. him last year, which Vrabel, uh, yeah, sorry. Dismissed now wholeheartedly. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. I mean, it's, I, I do think that regardless of that, like there's there's bound to be just more excitement if you're the other team if they roll in. You know, Kerry Combs is talking whenever, you know, defensive coaches talked recently, the days all run together, but about just, yeah, I mean, of course I want my guys to go against Tom Brady. I mean, that's. You know, that, that's just something you're not going to get every day. So I, I, I'm thinking it'll probably look a lot like those, but I think there's probably a little more juice on the Titans side because of who it is. It's just my guess. I think probably for both teams. I mean, you talk about draining through training camp right now. I mean, what <laughs> watching today was struggle for the receivers. I think at one point Kenny Vaccaro yelled, find new routes. Like they understand what their receivers are doing. They've been going up against these guys for the last two weeks. It's getting very monotonous. To today and said too easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> but it should be. You're going against your team and the same guys. You, you know what they're going to do. I mean, everything's becoming extremely predictable. So I think just having new blood in, new fresh talent, I think the competitiveness is probably what I'm looking forward to the most and just the sheer ability to go against something you don't really know what you're going to get because right now it's too easy. Yeah, I I don't know. I look at it and I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm making too much of it against recency bias, but when they were here last year and this, is, this it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see how they interact because they beat the hell out of them last year. They, be, they beat the 35, hell out of 14? Tom Brady. He looked very, very uh, uncomfortable throughout the course of that game, and that's a credit to Dean Pease and that defense. No, I thought he was done after that game. I think I might have written that, too, and then, of course, they go win it all. I think that he was like – He looked so old and pathetic. Remember they tried to throw the pass to Oh, him my gosh. Yeah. It was like a you new giraffe on ice skates. Well, and then they did it with Marcus, who is a freak terrible. athlete. Yeah. Um, yeah, Vrabel had a little – yeah, he had a little – yeah, well, we can do that, too. Oh, just a little twisting the knife. Yeah, no, they really, it was it was a cool game. It was a cool dynamic to see how all of it played out. Because like Belichick went up and hugged him, and I was like uncomfortable. It's like when Marcus makes small talk before a press conference. I'm like, wait, <laughs> who are you? You're not a person. <laughs> this is this is this is weird. Why is this happening? Um, no, they beat the hell out of him last year, and so now they come here. But like, even being down on the field and having a little bit of fanboy moment. Like I went over to the tunnel when Brady and uh, when Brady and Hoyer jogged out, and it was like, holy shit, that's Tom Brady, and it just like felt that way. I don't know if that if that's the same thing in practice or if I'm just being uh, a a just a, a fan. I'm a big fan of Brady and the Patriots for what they have done. Just beat the living shit out of people for 15 years, and because they're smarter than everybody, and I love that. Um, but does it feel like that next week? Like, does, yeah. does him just being out there at practice, does it feel like that? I just want to see him work. I mean, you, you talk about a guy that's been doing it for as long as he had. Clearly, what he's doing is working. And his ability to continue to do that year in and year out, I mean, I think that that's kind of the coolest thing is to see the behind the scenes. You know, like you said, you were fanboying when you saw him on the field about ready to it play a football really, game. It was really, really cool. Yeah, but like everybody gets to see that. Everybody gets to see Brady play in a football game, but not a lot of people get to see the work that's put in behind the scenes. So I want to see kind of the things that he goes through and whether, you know, anybody in the Titans, you know, whether they mimic it or try to do a little bit of it because we all see how they work and we're curious to see if that's going to work during the season. But clearly what Brady's doing does work. So I think that it would behoove some of these players to watch what he does and how he grinds and how he warms up and that sort of thing. Since you wrote that he was done uh, after they <laughs> lost to the Patriots, will you be the first on the Brady's on PED bandwagon? Oh, that's a good I'm idea. I'm willing to start that Joe Rex Road, will you break news right That's a good right idea. Now. I wrote the, you know, Brady and Belichick are cheaters when they played him in the playoffs a couple years ago. So, I mean, hey, why not? I'm more excited to see Brian Hoyer 
It's my guy, man. Oh, you're a, That's my guy. You're such a douche I, for that. You're his, alone I, in he's that. A great kid. I covered his whole college career. Come in on. what world is anybody? Okay, I. That's that's very nice that you have a personal. I'm good friends with Axel Hoyer, his dad. His dad's name is Axel, which is pretty cool too. That is okay. Fact of the there day. There you go. We learn things. That's here a little Michigan, Michigan State thing. Brady and uh, Hoyer. No, I know your homerism knows no bounds. Exactly. Um, no, but Hoyer uh, actually Hoyer would be interesting to talk to. From and and we'll wrap this thing up here in a second. I've taken far too much of both of your time. Thank you. Um, Hoyer would be interesting to talk to because like Hoyer is like a legit quarterback and was in the playoffs and then totally fell apart. Yeah, that was not a very yeah the the game against Kansas City with the Texans. Yeah, I've never seen anything like that in my life. He had a really good year as the Browns starter uh, to the point and with Shanahan, and he's a Cleveland kid. So yeah, they they kind of. I was surprised they walked away from him, but it's a pretty good career. It's like guy from around here, Kyle Shermer. You know, it's a guy I could see having a career like Brian Hoyer. You know, career backup, but in the league for a long time, make a lot of good money, and probably good enough still to to get a shot out there here or and there. F- or former of all, Nathan Peterman. That's right, Nathan Peterman's running for like fifty yard touchdowns right now, dude. <laughs> John Gruden saying Peterman is growing on me in the off season was just. I mean, he must be the world champion of practicing because so many coaches have been duped by him. Give me <laughs> Peterman. In Buffalo, man. Peterman is unbelievable. Um, that, that there is somebody so inept at playing professional quarterback. I'm sure he's a wonderful human. I'm sure, I'm sure just like Brian Hoyer, that somebody out there is friends with him and that they do not like all this Nathan Peterman slander uh but please stop saying peter man no it's the peter man like it's not nathan peterman it is nathan it is the peter man and the peter man is the worst thing that i've ever put seen play that position um and that is a much longer conversation for another day mm-hmm. do you have any parting thoughts before we get the hell out of here we've we've done it all we've talked about uh uh messages that emily's roomba or dbot is leaving her um using her dog's feces we've talked about that's uh, what you get from that. That's the number one thing you think of to bring back up in your I'm little recap. I mean, that better be the teaser of this podcast. It's going on the title. We also all said the word shit. So I'm pretty proud of that. Do we feel accomplished? Yeah. We're on the internet, fam. Good work. We're killing it. Uh, Emily, Emily Proud, Emily underscore Proud, WKRN News 2. Check her out with Corey Curtis, Kayla Anderson, the News 2 sports crew. Appreciate you guys having me on. Appreciate you hanging out. Joe Rex Road at Joe Rex Road, newly of the Athletic. I'm sure there will be uh, something that this fine wordsmith will be pumping out for a small subscription fee over the next couple of days. Forty percent off, Buck. Look Worth at you. Forty percent off right now. Have right you, now, Buck. Have, right now. Have you promo code? I, I I tweeted out a promo code. Absolutely. You're one of them. I'm one of them now. <laughs> it's so worth it, though. I've been a long time, long as long as the athletic has it is. been in existence, Thanks, which isn't yeah, very long, but I'm, I agree. I'm very, I like I'm it. very excited you. That, you, it. Uh, that you will be there and making it worth my money that I'm paying uh, to you and Clement for things, Directly I, to those two. for things that I need to know further about this godforsaken football team. Regardless, <laughs> that's going to do it for us here on the 615 Sessions. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe wherever it is that you find podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, we are everywhere that you can find podcasts, so make sure that you are leaving ratings, reviews, and subscriptions on places that those things can be left. Shout out to Tajay Sharp, Titans wide receiver, for stopping by. Uh, Shout out to you all for making this thing possible, and to Austin and Zach, catch them in the mornings. A to Z Sports, Nashville, Nashville's on-demand sports talk show, 8 a.m. weekdays. That being said, I'm Buck Rising for Emily Proud for Joe Rexroad. We are reminding you to stay hot, Nashville. We'll talk to you Thursday right here on the 615 Sessions brought to you by A to Z Sports and A to Z Sports Nashville.com. Thank you.